Welcome to Bible 2 Go. Acts chapters 23 through 25 is today's Bible reading. Read and listen to the Bible daily where we read through the complete New Testament in 90 days. Today's Bible reading from the message. Visit the audio Bible 2 Go archive for all previous Bible readings. Thank you for being with us today. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, help me understand your word. The words I'm reading today. Help me to love others. As you have and do. Love me. Amen. Let's begin today's Bible reading in Acts chapter 23. Before the High Council. Paul surveyed the members of the council with a steady gaze, and then said his peace, friends, I've lived with a clear conscience before God all my life, up to this very moment. That set the chief priest Ananias off. He ordered his aides to slap Paul in the face. Paul shot back, God will slap you down. What a fake you are. You sit there and judge me by the law and then break the law by ordering me slapped around. Four the aides were scandalized, how dare you talk to God's chief priest like that. Five Paul acted surprised. How was I to know he was chief priest? He doesn't act like a chief priest. You're right, the scripture does say, don't speak abusively to a ruler of the people. Sorry. Six Paul, knowing some of the council was made up of Sadducees and others of Pharisees and how they hated each other, decided to exploit their antagonism, friends, I am a stalwart Pharisee from a long line of Pharisees. It's because of my Pharisee convictions, the hope and resurrection of the dead, that I've been hauled into this court. 7-9 The moment he said this, the council split right down the middle, Pharisees and Sadducees going at each other in heated argument. Sadducees have nothing to do with a resurrection or angels or even a spirit. If they can't see it, they don't believe it. Pharisees believe it all. And so a huge and noisy quarrel broke out. Then some of the religion scholars on the Pharisee side shouted down the others, we don't find anything wrong with this man. And what if a spirit has spoken to him? Or maybe an angel? What if it turns out we're fighting against God? 10 That was fuel on the fire. The quarrel flamed up and became so violent the captain was afraid they would tear Paul apart, limb from limb. He ordered the soldiers to get him out of there and escort him back to the safety of the barracks. A plot against Paul. 11 That night the master appeared to Paul, it's going to be all right. Everything is going to turn out for the best. You've been a good witness for me here in Jerusalem. Now you're going to be my witness in Rome. 12-15 Next day the Jews worked up a plot against Paul. They took a solemn oath that they would neither eat nor drink until they had killed him. Over forty of them ritually bound themselves to this murder pact and presented themselves to the high priests and religious leaders. We've bound ourselves by a solemn oath to eat nothing until we have killed Paul. But we need your help. Send a request from the council to the captain to bring Paul back so that you can investigate the charges in more detail. We'll do the rest. Before he gets anywhere near you, we'll have killed him. You won't be involved. 1617 Paul's nephew, his sister's son, overheard them plotting the ambush. He went immediately to the barracks and told Paul. Paul called over one of the centurions and said, Take this young man to the captain. He has something important to tell him. 18 The centurion brought him to the captain and said, The prisoner Paul asked me to bring this young man to you. He said he has something urgent to tell you. 19 The captain took him by the arm and led him aside privately. What is it? What do you have to tell me? 2021 Paul's nephew said, The Jews have worked up a plot against Paul. They're going to ask you to bring Paul to the council first thing in the morning on the pretext that they want to investigate the charges against him in more detail. But it's a trick to get him out of your safekeeping so they can murder him. Right now there are more than 40 men lying in ambush for him. They've all taken a vow to neither eat nor drink until they've killed him. The ambush is set, 
All they're waiting for is for you to send him over. 22 The captain dismissed the nephew with a warning, don't breathe a word of this to a soul. 23-24 The captain called up two centurions. Get 200 soldiers ready to go immediately to Caesarea. Also 70 cavalry and 200 light infantry. I want them ready to march by 9 o'clock tonight. And you'll need a couple of mules for Paul and his gear. We're going to present this man safe and sound to Governor Felix. 25-30 Then he wrote this letter. From Claudius Lysias, to the Most Honorable Governor Felix. Greetings. I rescued this man from a Jewish mob. They had seized him and were about to kill him when I learned that he was a Roman citizen. So I sent in my soldiers. Wanting to know what he had done wrong, I had him brought before their council. It turned out to be a squabble turned vicious over some of their religious differences, but nothing remotely criminal. The next thing I knew, they had cooked up a plot to murder him. I decided that for his own safety I'd better get him out of here in a hurry. So I'm sending him to you. I'm informing his accusers that he's now under your jurisdiction. 3133 The soldiers, following orders, took Paul that same night to safety in Antipatris. In the morning the soldiers returned to their barracks in Jerusalem, sending Paul on to Caesarea under guard of the cavalry. The cavalry entered Caesarea and handed Paul and the letter over to the governor. 3435 After reading the letter, the governor asked Paul what province he came from and was told Cilicia. Then he said, I'll take up your case when your accusers show up. He ordered him locked up for the meantime in King Herod's official quarters. Acts 24. Paul states his defense. 1-4 Within five days, the chief priest Ananias arrived with a contingent of leaders, along with Tertullus, a trial lawyer. They presented the governor with their case against Paul. When Paul was called before the court, Tertullus spoke for the prosecution, Most Honorable Felix, we are most grateful in all times and places for your wise and gentle rule. We are much aware that it is because of you and you alone that we enjoy all this peace and gain daily profit from your reforms. I'm not going to tire you out with a long speech. I beg your kind indulgence in listening to me. I'll be quite brief. 5-8 to eight We found this man time and again disturbing the peace, stirring up riots against Jews all over the world, the ringleader of a seditious sect called Nazarenes. He's a real bad apple, I must say. We caught him trying to defile our holy temple and arrested him. You'll be able to verify all these accusations when you examine him yourself. 9 The Jews joined in, here, here. That's right. 10-13 The governor motioned to Paul that it was now his turn. Paul said, I count myself fortunate to be defending myself before you, governor, knowing how fair-minded you've been in judging us all these years. I've been back in the country only 12 days, you can check out these dates easily enough. I came with the express purpose of worshipping in Jerusalem on Pentecost, and I've been minding my own business the whole time. Nobody can say they saw me arguing in the temple or working up a crowd in the streets. Not one of their charges can be backed up with evidence or witnesses. 14-15 But I do freely admit this, in regard to the way, which they malign as a dead-end street, I serve and worship the very same God served and worshipped by all our ancestors and brace everything written in all our scriptures. And I admit to living in hopeful anticipation that God will raise the dead, both the good and the bad. If that's my crime, my accusers are just as guilty as I am. 16-19 Believe me, I do my level best to keep a clear conscience before God and my neighbors in everything I do. I've been out of the country for a number of years and now I'm back. While I was away, I took up a collection for the poor and brought that with me, along with offerings for the temple. It was while making those offerings that they found me quietly at my prayers in the temple. There was no crowd, there was no disturbance. It was some Jews from around Ephesus who started all this trouble. And you'll notice they're not here today. They're cowards, too cowardly to accuse me in front of you. 
20-21 so ask these others what crime they've caught me in. Don't let them hide behind this smooth-talking Tertullus. The only thing they have on me is that one sentence I shouted out in the council, it's because I believe in the resurrection that I've been hauled into this court. Does that sound to you like grounds for a criminal case? 22-23 Felix waffled. He knew far more about the way than he let on, and could have settled the case then and there. But uncertain of his best move politically, he played for time. When Captain Lysias comes down, I'll decide your case. He gave orders to the centurion to keep Paul in custody, but to more or less give him the run of the place and not prevent his friends from helping him. 24-26 A few days later Felix and his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, sent for Paul and listened to him talk about a life of believing in Jesus Christ. As Paul continued to insist on right relations with God and his people, about a life of moral discipline and the coming judgment, Felix felt things getting a little too close for comfort and dismissed him. That's enough for today. I'll call you back when it's convenient. At the same time he was secretly hoping that Paul would offer him a substantial bribe. These conversations were repeated frequently. 27 After two years of this, Felix was replaced by Portius Festus. Still playing up to the Jews and ignoring justice, Felix left Paul in prison. Acts 25. An appeal to Caesar. 1-3-3 days after Festus arrived in Caesarea to take up his duties as governor, he went up to Jerusalem. The high priests and top leaders renewed their vendetta against Paul. They asked Festus if he wouldn't please do them a favor by sending Paul to Jerusalem to respond to their charges. A lie, of course, they had revived their old plot to set an ambush and kill him along the way. 4-5 Festus answered that Caesarea was the proper jurisdiction for Paul, and that he himself was going back there in a few days. You're perfectly welcome, he said, to go back with me then and accuse him of whatever you think he's done wrong. 6-7 About eight or ten days later, Festus returned to Caesarea. The next morning he took his place in the courtroom, and had Paul brought in. The minute he walked in, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem were all over him, hurling the most extreme accusations, none of which they could prove. 8 Then Paul took the stand and said simply, I've done nothing wrong against the Jewish religion, or the temple, or Caesar. Period. 9 Festus, though, wanted to get on the good side of the Jews and so said, How would you like to go up to Jerusalem and let me conduct your trial there? 10-11 Paul answered, I'm standing at this moment before Caesar's bar of justice, where I have a perfect right to stand. And I'm going to keep standing here. I've done nothing wrong to the Jews, and you know it as well as I do. If I've committed a crime and deserve death, name the day. I can face it. But if there's nothing to their accusations, and you know there isn't, nobody can force me to go along with their nonsense. We've fooled around here long enough. I appeal to Caesar. 12 Festus huddled with his advisors briefly and then gave his verdict, you've appealed to Caesar, you'll go to Caesar. 1317 A few days later King Agrippa and his wife, Bernice, visited Caesarea to welcome Festus to his new post. After several days, Festus brought up Paul's case to the king. I have a man on my hands here, a prisoner left by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the high priests and Jewish leaders brought a bunch of accusations against him and wanted me to sentence him to death. I told them that wasn't the way we Romans did things. Just because a man is accused, we don't throw him out to the dogs. We make sure the accused has a chance to face his accusers and defend himself of the charges. So when they came down here I got right on the case. I took my place in the courtroom and put the man on the stand. 18-21 The accusers came at him from all sides, but their accusations turned out to be nothing more than arguments about their religion and dead man named Jesus, who the prisoner claimed was alive. Since I'm a newcomer here and don't understand everything involved in cases like this, I asked if he'd be willing to go to Jerusalem and be tried there. 
Paul refused and demanded a hearing before His Majesty in our highest court. So I ordered him returned to custody until I could send him to Caesar in Rome. 22 Agrippa said, I'd like to see this man and hear his story. Good, said Festus. We'll bring him in first thing in the morning and you'll hear it for yourself. 23 The next day everybody who was anybody in Caesarea found his way to the great hall, along with the top military brass. Agrippa and Bernice made a flourishing grand entrance and took their places. Festus then ordered Paul brought in. 24-26 A Festus said, King Agrippa and distinguished guests, take a good look at this man. A bunch of Jews petitioned me first in Jerusalem, and later here, to do away with him. They have been most vehement in demanding his execution. I looked into it and decided that he had committed no crime. He requested a trial before Caesar and I agreed to send him to Rome. But what am I going to write to my master, Caesar? All the charges made by the Jews were fabrications, and I've uncovered nothing else. 26 b 27 That's why I've brought him before this company, and especially you, King Agrippa, so we can come up with something in the nature of a charge that will hold water. For it seems to me silly to send a prisoner all that way for a trial and not be able to document what he did wrong. Hashtag Amen. Read through the New Testament in 90 days. Read a proverb every day with Proverbs 2 Go. Thank you for being here. Listening and reading the Bible daily with Bible 2 Go. Sincerely. Michael and Michelle. Shell. Join us. Again. Tomorrow. As we continue reading God's Word with Audio Bible 2 Go. Visit. Bible. Dot the number. 2. Then. G. O. Dot U.S. See you again tomorrow.